is up, Michigan Hoops Nation? Welcome to the first State Champs Hang Time Podcast of the 2018-2019 basketball season. We are a month earlier than we began a year ago. We waited all the way till we got back after the break before we started talking hoops. Uh, here uh, at statechampsnetwork.com and all our social media platforms. We decided let's do it a month earlier. Let's get going. The season is on. There's a lot of news happening. Scott Bernstein is here. He'll be here every week. And, of course, TJ Kelly, who is our Hoops Insider here. Uh, Welcome, gentlemen. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, I'm excited. I'm excited. We know we started, uh, you know, right after Thanksgiving. So, yeah. Guess we got a little bit extra basketball, you know. To yeah, start get a with. get a week early start and let's yes. just, let's go cage crazy. That's right. So we're in, we're inside the uh, main studio here at State Terrace. We probably won't always be here, but it was already set up for something we did earlier. So uh, that is where we are. I do want to mention the sponsors of the podcast, Lawrence Tech. Soon, twenty six sports are going to be offered here at LTU. That is more than that's at Michigan State, if you can believe it. Uh, track and field beginning this spring. Uh, if you are an athlete and you want to recruit yourself, go to LTU athletics.com the mhsaa also a sponsor of this podcast visit mhsaa.com for scores and more you know that's your hub bcam the basketball coaches association of michigan uh the assistant executive director longtime coach at canton and westland john glenn just to name a few dan young will join us later in the show uh he'll be joined with state champs managing editor and writer matt mowry we'll be talking among other things miss basketball the other sponsor of this program is event we have coming up very soon and that is the first ever state champs winter jam this was just a vision that we had a year ago in fact with with dan and with tj and we talked about it kind of we were wrapping up the season last year that uh you know we need to host an event you know you know the showcase yeah uh, the platform of 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 showcases has really kind of been a trend the last couple years and why not you know jump in uh, head first with state champs in our partnership with lawrence tech now that lawrence tech has got their basketball team uh, up and running playing well under uh Coach Pickens? Yes. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Uh, December 22nd at the Riddler Fieldhouse on the campus here at Lawrence Tech. Four great games, one low price. Uh, First time we've done this. We're excited about it. At 1 p.m., the defending girls state champs in both Class B and C. Now both will be in the newly designed Division II. Uh, Detroit Edison taking on Detroit Country Day. ESPN has Edison's Rakea Jackson ranked the second best wing in the nation. Going to Mississippi State. So you want to come check her out. Yeah. Uh, at 3 p.m., Westland John Glenn and senior talented guard Joe Moon will take on Mount Clemens. And freshman phenom Javon Hanna, the 6'4 ninth grader, had 24 points and 8 rebounds in his debut victory over Armada. Uh, his coach, really good freshman. His coach right said now. he could have had forty and twenty that night wow. if they had let him go. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's some Ramble Lowe's basketball too. I mean, uh, yeah, Grand Valley State. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we got to come see him and uh, and that matchup, which should be solid at five p.m. Coach Steve Brooks, along with Georgia trans- transfer Markeith Browning and the Ypsilanti Ypsilanti Community Grizzlies, will battle the technicians of Detroit Cast Tech. Three year starting point guard Tyson Acuff and company already off to a great year. Yeah, right, yeah. looking powerful. So that's a mother, another must see if you ask me. Our nightcap at 7 p.m. Another one of another one of the top point guards in the state, B. Artis White, and his Canton Chiefs will battle Coach T.J. Mershman's Class B state finalists from a year ago, Grand Rapids Catholic Central. The junior point guard Austin Braun in Grand Valley commit leading the charge for the Cougars. If you don't remember, he had 31 in the state semifinal over New Haven last year. So of course that is our marquee matchup. So ten dollars gets you in for. All the games, there will be no re-entry without separate admission. Uh, I've got an awesome DJ lined up. 
Nice. That I just hooked up. So uh, TJ Monty Productions is going to be out there to keep it hype all day. Once again, the State Champs Winter Jam takes place Saturday, December 22nd in the Don Riddler Fieldhouse at Lawrence Tech. And all games will be streamed live on the NFHS Network. We're going to do some broadcasts, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Yes. So I plan, uh, and I know I told you, I think I told you that uh, I definitely want to uh, color on the uh, on the Cast Tech yeah, Ypsilanti game, I'd like you to do the color with me on the Mount Clemens Westland John yep, Glenn let's game. Let's do it. I'm gonna have Darren Young do the Canton Grand Rapids Catholic Central game because he's tight with obviously used to coach Canton. Yep. Uh, and I'm gonna have Matt Mallory do the uh, the girls game with me for uh, for uh, Country Day and Detroit Edison. Right, get so. your vocal cords ready. Oh uh, yeah, I'll be good. <laughs> yeah, I'll be good. I'll go all day. It's all, I'm it's all really good. actually the the game that I'm most jacked out uh, jacked about for that event is yeah. the. Depths uh, country day game. I yeah, mean, you're gonna yeah. have uh, six or seven Division One power conference players on all on the same floor. Here's the beauty of that too: is that originally they were gonna play at Country Day as one of their last home games of the season, uh, but that was before Detroit Country Day found out they're gonna be in the same division. He did not want to have a, a matchup against Edison that close to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So he said, let's go to the showcase, let's go to the Winter Jam, and let's play it there. And uh, and then we'll both kind of go our separate ways until we meet in the postseason. The stars yeah. aligned. That's right. Nice. So it's going to be awesome. Nice. It's nice. Jasmine, be a lot of Jasmine Powell, the Minnesota commit over yeah. uh, for Country Day, and then Rakia Jackson. That's, that's, yeah. that's going to be a heck of a, a head-to-head battle. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, later we're going to talk about uh, and what we're going to come up talk about in our uh, f- first segment is some early season action, what surprises so far. That'll be first. And we're going to talk about TJ's latest uh, boys basketball rankings. Uh, our uh, third segment we're going to do is hot topics, which is a potpourri of all the stuff that's happening right now. And uh, and after our B-CAM segment, we'll talk about some of the best games of the weekend. So that is what you have to look forward to here on the show each and every week here uh, at statechampsnetwork.com and, of course, on Twitter, Facebook, and our YouTube page. So let's get into the season has begun. We're a couple weeks in. Boys started early this year. Yes. You know, where uh, they're going to kind of trade every year where the girls will go uh, that first week and then they'll uh, start, uh, and then the boys will do the next season. So it was a boys' turn to start early. So their state final will actually be, you know, not that last week of March, yeah. but before that. The weekend of St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> which is right around March Madness. Yeah. yeah first hey, round. It's gonna so be, it's going to be pretty good. It's, it's going to be, be exciting. It's, it's going to be a hoops exciting. crazy time. Time. But uh, talk about just, you know, I know that you guys have already been to some games, uh, obviously. Uh, talk about what uh, some of the things that have surprised you thus far. Uh, for me, I went to the Horatio Williams tip-off classic um, at Detroit Edison last Saturday. Uh, very exciting. Flint Beecher, uh, they just beat Detroit Renaissance a couple of days before. Uh, they were very, very impressive um, in their win over Ferndale. Ferndale, obviously, they're in lieu with some of their players, um, whether they're going to be eligible or not after transferring over from Detroit East English Village. Um, I thought Flint Carmen Ainsworth was very impressive, uh, moved them into the top ten um, after they wound up beating Detroit Cast Tech. Uh, they just beat um, Saginaw, who was in the top ten, uh, by 25 points or something like that. So Mike Flesher, who's a Michigan State commit, um, played very, very well. And uh, someone of his size to be as agile and as smooth as he is on the blocks. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, Jaden Nunn is a sophomore from Flint Carmen Ainsworth, and he was the guy who really turned it on for Carmen Ainsworth in the fourth quarter. Uh, They overcame a 14 point lead. Cass missed some free throws coming down the stretch. Um, But I mean, it is what it is. Depsa, 
um, the host there. They also beat Oak Park. I got to tell you, um, Malik Carr over at Oak Park is by far one of the most exciting players that I've seen, and he just – And you've seen a lot. Yeah, and he's one of those guys where he's just he's got a wired. Big, and he's got a motor, yeah. and he's relentless. Yeah. Yes, And, yes. you know, this guy is a, a Windex man, cleaning the glass, yeah. you know, every time he's the shot – Steve McQueen is driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every every <laughs> shot that goes up, he's crashing the glass. Yep. He's got tremendous touch. He You know, he can get out on the open floor and finish. Um, so he's going to have a tough choice uh, between deciding to play Division One college football or Division One college basketball. Well, yeah. Well, there's a stretch over the over what a couple weeks ago where he wound up pulling in what offers from what Notre Dame, Michigan, Purdue, Michigan. Michigan. I mean, it's like one of those things where it just kept on coming early. Christmas yeah. came early for Malik Carr, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. great for him. I'll tell you, one of the surprises is uh, Clarkson not strong out of the gate. Yeah, they, yeah. they start off zero and two. The defend the two time defending state champs. They're breaking in a whole new lineup. Um, I expected there to be some growing pains. I thought, you know, looking at this team in the summer, I still really like what I what I saw. They seem like an old school Clarkson team, without maybe the high level Division One talent, except for uh, the big man in the middle, Junior Matt Nicholson. They got a bunch of kind of program kids, kids that can shoot the ball, play really good defense, and and kind of beat you with their basketball IQ. I was telling people before the season that I thought this team could still win between 15 and 17 games. After well, we're the, so programmed with football and everything now, yeah. it seems like basketball is the same way. You can't really think that Clarkson is going to have a down Yeah, year. and then to open up the season with losses against two kind of, I, you know, I, I dare Pontiac to say is back. Pontiac and, and Sterling Heights, Stevenson. Yeah. These aren't, you know, it's not like they lost to Benton Harbor yeah. and King. Yeah. Um, they lost to two teams that I anticipated them getting those two wins. So, you know, in a matter of a couple days, I'm adjusting expectations. And now I'm thinking that this team might be lucky to win 12 or 11. Well, speaking of King, King came up with a huge win on Saturday by beating River Rouge. And a lot of people, including myself, had Rouge as number one. And King came in there. They come out there and do what they do, much similar to what, what Clarkston does. And they just come out there. They play tough. They're, gonna, they're, they're physical, they play defense, and they want to really put it on. The sophomore Omar Ziegler, uh, who's a six foot three, six foot four wing uh, shooting guard, was phenomenal in the game and, and really stepped it up. And so, you know, and just to see a couple of sophomores like that, you know, there's some learning curve that has to go along, and maybe that's what Clarkston, you know, with their young group, you know, they obviously lose in Foster Lawyer and yeah. so many other guys, C.J. Robinson, who had the I ball mean, in lost, their hands. They lost their entire yeah. rotation. Everyone yeah. that's playing right now, didn't get minutes last year. Right, right. I mean, yeah. Matt Nicholson, their center, their junior uh, big fellow that's getting a lot of love right now from, from the power conferences, he it was on varsity the last two years and didn't play. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, One of the things I'm going to make sure I go see is on Tuesday, December 18th, Cast Tech and King are at Cast Tech's house. Yes. So yes. that is going to be an early season real one, uh, statement game. One note to make about Clarkson, though, these first two games they were playing without maybe their best player in freshman Keegan Wasilk, um, the nephew of, of head coach uh, Tim Wasilk, who took over for Dan Fife. Keegan's brother, uh, Chase, was a starter uh, on, the, on the state championship team last year. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, injecting him into the lineup, you know, will give them, uh, you know, give them a boost. Well, let's quickly do this uh, before we go to our first timeout. Let's talk about uh, your rankings that have just been uh, released. They will be uh, up, if they're not already, at statechampsnetwork.com. Be getting there soon. Uh, we'll kind of go over the, uh, the Super 12 which you got kind of right there at the top, yep, uh, and you've Division got one. yep, and, and and this is uh, this is this is through all 
uh, conferences, right? No, the um, the top the twelve that I have there this are. Is just, this is all D one. All just we Division just got one. These right before yes. the uh, the broadcast. So okay, so let's talk about Division one, and you've got Muskegon at the top. I do have Muskegon. Um, I think Keith Guy was smart, uh, realizing that you didn't have that extra week. Uh, so they didn't play any basketball, and I think their, their first game is going to be on Friday. Um, but I really like what they have. Uh, they have size in the middle with Billy Roberts, who's stud football player. Yeah. Um, two-way guy. Yeah, yeah. And yep. really maybe write his own ticket for, for, yes. for uh, college football or basketball. Yep. And then they also have a lot of strong guards. Um, and then I really they have two transfers that came in. Uh, Jarvis Walker came over from Mona, Mona Shores, Shores. And then uh, Darius Ware, who just committed to Northwood, who's a really electric six-foot-three wing. wing. And then they have what you really need to win – state championships, and that's guard play. And that's what DeAndre Carter um, and Cam Martinez and a few other guys bring to the table. So it's great to have that depth. And Martinez is coming off that just unbelievable campaign that he had on the on the football yeah. uh, field uh, as quarterback in Muskegon into the state finals. And then he was a, a, a star Division Eight point guard as well as a star Division Eight quarterback the last couple of years at Muskegon Catholic Central. And I will say this, one of the uh, – best things that uh, we've seen transpire over the last few years is that, you know, number one, because of uh, there's no longer the all-star rule that if you go to an all-star game, you can't play another sport after that here. You know, so for instance, if you go to the Army All-American game, you could still play. You just can't play that sport anymore, which who cares? Your football career is over anyway. So you can play basketball. You can run track. You can do those things. And because college coaches now are all saying, hey, we want multi-sport athletes, I think we're now going to see football players and those kind of guys playing these other sports more now, which is just going to make it more athletic and more exciting. One comment about Darius Ware. Like we used to have when we were talking about T.J. Duckett and, you know, Tyrone Wheatley and those guys back in the day. Yeah, who ran track and were amazing in track, you know. Quick comment about Darius Ware. And basketball. He's only taking a charge. (laughs) Ware's only like 6'3", 6'4". This guy dunks like he's 6'8", or 6'9". I mean, he is a skywalker. Yes, very Um, electric. So when you you get out and watch a Muskegon game, just be – be aware that you're going to see some high-flying fireworks at the rim with Darius Ware. Well, let's continue in Division One. You got Wayne Memorial ranked too. You know what? I really like I lo- really like Wayne Memorial. Um, they wound up beating Ann Arbor Skyline on Tuesday night. Um, they went to Skyline and did that. Um, one thing that I like is Skyline is the they same, have you know because they lost yeah, they lost some pieces. They, they 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 lost some pieces, but they still have Deshaun Munson, Ryan Reed. Okay. Uh, Phenomenal players, okay. Ryan Wade going to Holy Cross. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one thing I like about Wayne Memorial is they have size in the middle, and then they also have a really strong guard in Isaiah Lewis, who's a four-year varsity player. And then they also have some quality role players. And I think that that's one thing where you can control the tempo of the game and you can control the boards, and I think that that's something that Wayne Memorial can do, and that's why I like them as much as I do Muskegon. Don't they also got Dreon O'Neill now? And Dreon O'Neill. came over yes. from Edison, a big guy that – can really impose his will down on the blocks. Yep, yep. And he's and you know what? He's actually developed some skill and stuff like that now, too, so he can put the ball on the floor. Yeah, and it's great, you know, for a school like Wayne Memorial, who basically, in you know, a lot of sports, just for whatever reason, doesn't find the success. It'd be great to have them have this one marquee program that uh, really nickname. takes off. Great and they've nickname. always been good. Yeah, the Zebras. The Zebras. Yeah, and they've always been good, but it'd be great to see if they can be really make a run. I agree. That would be awesome. Uh, and just as we wrap up uh, Division I, uh, UD Jesuit not going anywhere. You know what? They were out. They lost to New Haven yeah. last Saturday. Um, is that an upset? I'm not necessarily sure because they've got New Haven's got Romeo Weems. Yeah. Romeo Weems being one of the top players in the state, but New arguably the 
Yes, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that <laughs> okay. in a second. But at the same time, Romeo Weems, who's Mr. Basketball, yeah. who's won a state championship, who's yeah. played tons I, of I games. I call him the LeBron James of the mitten for the yeah. reason, because yeah. he is a high, he's a yeah. prep version yeah. in Michigan of what LeBron James does. Does everything, yeah. scores, uh, rebounds, yeah. dishes the ball, uh, and, you know, is a leader. Yeah. Yep. Hashtag facts. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, a national baller. No yes, doubt about yes, it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, but so, you would need Jesuit yeah. is nice. They just need to make sure they have Jalen Thomas, um, who the was big, out the of the, who was yeah, who was out on on Saturday. But they still have Daniel Friday, uh, right. the Brown commit, who is has a lot of size. And then Julian Dozier also returned back to University of Detroit Jesuit, and Caleb Hunter will join them um, later on in January. Jalen Thomas going to University of Massachusetts, yep. maybe the best true big guy in terms of a prospect in the state. Um, and then Daniel Friday, you know, he's going to he's committed to Brown. To me, at least in Metro Detroit, the most versatile guard that we have. Just okay. a guy that can, again, just do it all. Jumping over to Division Two, we'll kind of look at our top three right there that we have right now. And again, these were our TJ's preseason polls uh, going into this. Even though we already are a couple games into it, still kind of counts as preseason first first rankings. Uh, Benton Harbor one, Williamston two, River Rouge three. Williamston just beating East Lansing. I'm big on Williamston. Yes, this year. yeah. Williamston is that team. If you look at if you look at three um, the three teams from Division Two in Class B. Um, over the last couple of years, River Rouge has been in the River Rouge has been in the uh, Breslin. Same thing with Benton Harbor. Same thing with um, New Haven. Yeah. Williamston is that team that hasn't got over that hump to get there. But I really, I really like their front court. Um, they have Sean Cobb, who's going to go play at Grand Valley State. Uh, they also have one of the best. Joe Hannenberg. Joe Hannenberg is phenomenal, and then they also have uh, one of the best freshmen in the state in Mason Docks, who will be out there and run the point. And uh, and another team that uh, has not got over the hump yet is well they have been is Henry Ford they yes. have been there but uh, it's another team you've still got them in the top ten yes I, I I like them I think that what Ken Flowers does with that team um, emphasizes all the smart things that help you win you know the detailed things we need to make sure that if we can trap somebody here this is when we're going to trap them they don't make they don't make mistakes they are an excellent defending team um, and they also have. You know, quite a. They just do things as a unit more than just having a standout uh, player. And they but, got a yeah. nice backcourt in, in Bryant and Walker. And Marbury's not bad either. Yeah, and then I'm looking at uh, his Class B yeah. uh, rankings. It's you know, Division two now. Sorry, Division no two. more classes. Who you know? I'm looking at Bridgeport at number yeah. five. You know who I love, and this is another guy, football and basketball the talent. Name. Sir Aquarius Bell. Yeah. This kid, you want to talk about someone who attacks the rim like it stole something from him? I mean, thunderous slam dunks. A guy, I think he had 30 uh, earlier this week or late last week. Yeah, they just had a nice win. Was it over Henry Ford? Uh, I'm not positive. I just know he had a really, really good game. And he's a a guy to really keep your eye out for. And then at Country Day, they lost uh, Wendell Green, their all-state point guard that transferred to a prep school in Indiana, La Lu. And they lost Miko Stewart, another one of their uh, fab frosh last year, who's over at Brother Rice right now. But they still got Julian Roper and could be the top sophomore uh, in, in the state. You know, a six-five could still be growing. Uh, a, a guy that's on the wing can, uh, you know, crash the glass, can can slash, can hit the open jumper. Already got an offer from Iowa. 
So, you know, he's probably the next, not probably, he is the next great country day basketball player in a, in, a, in a program that has a incredibly rich lineage. We're going back to, you know, the Chris Webbers and the Shane Baddies, Ray McCallums. Yeah, absolutely. In Division Three, we talked about Beecher already. You've got them up there at the top. Maple City, Glen Lake, and, of course, Dansville. And we talked about Dansville a lot last year. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Hodgson, to me, is a walking double-double, um, especially in Division Three. Uh, he's a guy that can get 25 points, 15 rebounds, pretty much locks down the post. I think he'll, along with Jalen Terry me and a couple of other guys, uh, Xander Okerlund perhaps from Glen Lake, uh, will be the Division Three player of the year. Or at least, I mean, he's definitely he was an All-State player last year. He's going to be an All-State player this year. And he's one of those guys where you really have to pay a lot of attention to. Otherwise, you'll be on the losing end a lot of times. I like Reese Hazleton. Uh, and Reese Hazleton at, is at another Glenn guy. Ake, uh, uh, the wing, junior wing. Yep. Had a really good Final Four last year. Yep. Um, kind of had a car coming out party. Yep. And then, you know, moving, uh, you know, going down to uh, who TJ has at number four, Iron Mountain, um, Foster Wonders. Yes. Yep. Really nice. And then uh, oh, they've got the Mar- Mar- Marcus, Marcus Jackson, Johnson, Marcus lead, Johnson, leading scorer in the UP. Yep. So uh, and then depths of Brian Taylor, a guy that's kind of been overlooked, but uh, he was the one underclassman or the one junior that started on that state championship team. He, he opened the season with I think a thirty-one ball against Oak Park, and he's a guy yep. that you know could be a real diamond in the rough when we're talking recruiting. Yeah, yeah, you just need to really find consistency. University of Detroit, that was their first, their new staff there with Mike Davis. That was their first offer to any of the Detroit kids uh, was to extend it to Brian Taylor. Uh, very intriguing. I also know that Boston University is is recruiting him. Um, he's one of those kids when he's 21, 20 years old, if he has the opportunity to be redshirted and he's a little bit stronger, people are going to talk about him, hopefully on some march on a CBS uh, channel, if yeah. I can mention them or whatever, you know, yeah, for March fine. Madness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think that's one of those things where they're going to say, and this kid wasn't even ranked. Right. You know? Right. And so it's one of those things where, hey, basketball isn't done winning when, uh, no, just because high school basketball is over with, you know, right. just have a lot, lot to work on. Right. And quickly, Maple City, Glen Lake, it too? Maple City, Glen Lake is phenomenal. Yeah. I think that they're runner ups last year. Um, I think that their poise uh, is. If I if let's say this, I think that Beecher and Glen Lake, you know, they'll both be in the Breslin, and we'll see who else makes it from yeah. from Class C or Division. I, I really like that Glen Lake team, and we were, we just talked about uh, you know two of their best players in, in their senior and their junior, and you know it, it, it's uh, it, nothing but blue skies for that program going forward. And in Division Four, we've got Frankfurt, Triunity Christian, and Battle Creek St. Philip at the top. Southfield Christian at five. Yeah, Southfield Christian dropped to zero and two. Um, Bubba Humphreys. The junior uh, got some playing time last year, or great minutes last year, but now all the weight is on his, his shoulders. shoulders. And, and I, saw, I saw him opening night. Yeah. yeah, Bubba looked good. I think he had 25, 26. Mm-hmm. Scouts were in the uh, – some Division One scouts were in the stands. He's got a couple offers already. Um, but with Harlan Beverly leaving and Caleb Hunter leaving, uh, you know, they've just gone from – a team that could compete with maybe any team in the state right. to a team that will be a good Class D team, I think has still has a chance to go to the Breslin Center as mm-hmm. a Class D squad. Right. They're just going to have to scratch and claw yeah. to get yeah. there. The difference it's between be the, the, same path. the past, let's say, six years of Southfield Christian where you could put that lineup on the floor and, and they could go toe-to-toe with almost any team, Class A, B, C, or D, or now Division 
one, two, three, or four. Uh, things have kind of changed in that regard. But but two names I, I think you should keep an eye out for for Southfield Christian this year, filling the gaps uh, left by um, Caleb Hunter, who's a Jesuit right now, and uh, Harlan Beverly, the four-star recruit that's at Montverde uh, down in Florida. John Sanders is a senior, looked really good against uh, – he's a senior uh, shooting guard wing who was on the bench last year, didn't get a lot of minutes. He's an athletic, crafty uh, guy on the, uh, on the perimeter, scored 20 against South a and in the loss. And then Jimmy King, the former Fab Five uh, uh, shooting guard, mm-hmm. played in the NBA for a second. He has a son, Malcolm King, who's a 6'4 sophomore. Um, looks like he could grow a little bit. He looked real good in that first game. Hey, well, six four. I mean, who needs to grow anymore? Yeah, I'm only, hey, you and I. Are, and the then I'm looking at challenge. yeah, and, I'm looking and, at Howardsville <laughs> Christian at seven. They got one of the best shooters in the state in Dylan Jurgens, who's taking a preferred walk on spot uh, Central, at Central Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. I believe Howardsville Christian got to the quarters last year. I believe so. Yeah, but he's yeah, he'll be one of the top scorers. He and Zach Goodline um, in in the state, and you know, I think that Dylan has an opportunity to be Class D Player of the yeah, Year. Dylan scored 32 a game last year. And how about those Frankfurt Panthers? Yeah, they're just the Frankfurt Panthers. You know, I mean, they just go out there and they're able to do things. You know, they've got, you know, uh, it's one of those things when you have smaller communities, everybody. I want to be like this kid. You know, kids are hungry. Oh, yeah. You know, I want to have my name in the yeah, rafters. Right. Those names that yeah. you hear for 30 yeah. years. Like, like Powers North Central yeah. when they were having their run. Without yeah. a doubt, you yes. Know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, okay, good stuff. So that is our first segment. We're going to take our first time out. When we come back here on Hang Time, we're going to talk about hot topics, talk about some of the best returning players, some Mr. Basketball hopefuls. Uh, we got to get into uh, Imani Bates. Right, Imani Bates, yep. right yep. Uh, from Ypsilanti Lincoln and Renaissance situation. We want to talk a little bit about that uh, and some of the prep school uh, uh, issues that we're having, where we're seeing uh, our guys Carrington McCaskill, the latest to uh, head off. We got, to... got eight guys yeah. that should be playing in the state of Michigan right now. They're at prep school. Yeah, so we'll get into that when hang time returns. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's. Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. We've been doing this fundraiser for about four years, and it's the easiest and best and most profitable fundraiser they have in Michigan. Go to DoughRazor.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. Welcome back to the first edition of State Champs Hang Time for the 2018-2019 basketball season. I'm Lauren Plant, Scott Bernstein, TJ Kelly here. Uh, We're holding it down. We just kind of talked a whole lot about TJ's rankings, which you can catch on the website right now, statechampsnetwork.com. And we also uh, talked about some of the uh, early surprises, some of the games, some of the teams playing hot out of the gate, some not so hot out of the gate but again it is early we're only in the beginning of December so the basketball season just getting going uh, we want to talk about some of the hot topics that uh, uh, were before the season and continue on right now into the season uh, first
first off, uh, just a couple of notes on some of the best returning players uh, that we have. We kind of mentioned a little bit about Romeo Weems and what he is. Uh, obviously, uh, Carlos Scooby Johnson is another yeah. one. Who hit a game winner on the, the yes. opener. Yeah. Kind of just, uh, just continuing the Dovetailing from the final. From the game <laughs> yes. that he hit to win the state championship. Yeah. So, wow. so who would you say, and this kind of goes in with the Mr. Basketball favorites as well, even though Mr. Basketball is a senior award, but some of the best returning players uh, in the state this year. Uh, we talked about Flint Beecher in the previous segment. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jalen Terry. I think that in talking with Mike Williams, the head coach at Beecher, five-time state champion at, at Flint Beecher, he's talked about Jalen kind of coming into his own and understanding and understanding that uh, – sorry okay, about that. Worry, All right. We'll, we'll, we'll All right. But, uh, <laughs> we're talking about Jalen Terry um, – who is kind of coming into an, into his own? That's what head coach uh, Mike Williams has looked for him to do um, in leading Beecher. Um, he's almost been one of those guys where he's kind of gone by the side and not really taken on the "this is my team." And in doing that, he really showed what he could do um, this past Saturday uh, in, in a in a win over Ferndale. I believe that that's going to keep on continuing. Uh, and he and Ernest Sanders, uh, the other outstanding junior for Beecher. Just look like they're really out there having a really good time, but also have the mentality of we're the baddest dudes on the court. You're not going to beat us, and that crowd is cheering for us. See you at the Breslin. Jalen right. is the next great Flintstone um, you know, from that basketball hotbed of Flint and a guy that is just really the definition of a, a, a fierce fearless, flashy floor general that, you know, can wow you with what he's doing in the open court, can wow you what he's doing in the half court, and then he's very fundamentally sound too. So you, you, get, you put those things together and you have one heck of a point guard. Um, but he's only a junior, and I would say him and Lauren Bowman, the yep. combo guard over at Orchard Lake St. Mary's, uh, who's going, who just committed to Wisconsin, yeah, probably say. the front runners for the 2020 Mr. Basketball Award, but if we're talking about, uh, you know, in 2019, yeah. you got, obviously you're talking about Romeo Weems. Chandler Turner's another guy now that uh, kind of takes the place of his teammate, Carrington McCaskill, who looked like, uh, or his former teammate over at Renaissance, who looked like he was going to kind of be the, the the guy from the PSL. Yeah, Mr. To, PSL. To, 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 it looked like he was going to be the guy from the PSL to be in that Mr. Basketball yeah. race. He, he recently went off to prep school at Spires. So now I think Chandler Turner kind of uh, emerges as the PSL candidate. Yeah, 6'7 yeah. kid, right? Yeah, 6'6. Yeah, six, six. yeah, yeah but six. I mean, he's just a stat filler. Yeah. yeah. You know, he just goes out there and does a little bit of everything, uh, but he winds up with 18 points a game, right around double digit rebounds, you know, a handful of assists, handful of block shots. And that's what you kind of expect in seniors. And hard, I think that Chandler is one of those guys. Real hard-nosed, yep. um, a type of guy that, uh, you know, has a, a level of composure um, in the backcourt that reminds me of his brother, Justin Turner. He Where, where now uh, Justin Turner's – Justin is not his brother. What did he say? Justin is not his brother. Sorry. Oh. oh. Can we cut that out? Yeah, you cut Yeah, sorry, I needed to cut okay. Yeah, but Not – no relation. No relation? No relation. from – Oh, okay. No release. Yeah. Ignore that. Take that all out. You got that, Kevin? I was going to leave it in there, but, but no, no. Uh, that was you, all good. But we, yeah. won't, we won't embarrass Justin Turner is not – but he's but he's going to Bowling Green? Yeah. Uh, no, no, yeah. He's he's not. So, I, the kid, like, so Chandler I, Turner I know, I know, from Renaissance is going to Bowling Green. I know, I know Justin's parents, and I know Chandler's wow. parents. Wow. Okay. Unless well, there was, they're unless, not one in the same. Yeah. <laughs> ignore that. Um, where should I start that off? Uh, just uh, ignore me what I was saying about, about that. 
Sorry, I mean to cut you off. No, I want you. I don't want to sound stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would sound stupid. Yeah, I mean, I just assumed that they both were both at Renaissance and they were both going to Bowling Green. That they were. Well, they built a relationship with Vito. Bowling Green did. Okay. You could say that they got their second Turner and. All right. So, um, was I in the middle of something for Chandler Turner? All right. Just wrap up a Chandler Turner comment. Uh, yeah, Chandler Turner is the type of guy that uh, is really going to be a, a game changer in the PSL. Someone to look for in the in the Mr. Basketball race. You can't look past if we're talking about Mr. Basketball in terms of big fellas, Jalen Thomas mm-hmm. over at UD Jesuit. You know, probably the most uh, uh, highly touted traditional big guy in in the state. You know, just a fly swatter, a guy that's going to get you 10, 12 rebounds every game, four or five blocks. And his offensive game is, has really been developing over the last couple of years. And then Daniel Friday, also at UDJ, um, a guy that you know I, I mentioned earlier in the broadcast. Just I really love his versatility. The diverse skill set is the type of guard that you know can score, can rebound, can dish. Um, so you know a, a lot of talent coming out of the uh, out of the Catholic League this year between Bowman, uh, Thomas, and uh, 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 Julian Dozier, another junior point guard, senior. Uh, Sorry, senior point guard at. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'm glad Sorry. I got. Okay. I'm glad I got yeah, TJ we're, here. Exactly. We're, uh, we're good. You just riffed. I just, just I just, I just forgot because Dozier left the state for a year and now he's back. So he, I kind of academically, lost, he's a sophomore. Lost place uh, uh, of, of what grade he was in, but uh, between Friday Thomas and Bowman and Dozier in the Catholic League, not counting those guys over at Catholic Central, uh, Justin Rukat and Davis Lukomsky. And uh, uh, Brandon Downs, you got a lot of a lot of talent in the Catholic League this year. I really like the Ann Arbor area. Um, the the seniors that they're returning. I think the Kayshawn Pryor, uh, six seven six eight uh, senior at Ann Arbor Pioneer, had a solid game last Saturday in their win. Uh, he's got numerous mid major offers with a lot of high majors uh, that are paying attention to him. Uh, he's a guy that can stretch the floor, shoot the ball, and he's athletic, just needs to get stronger, uh, but he's going to put up great stats. Um, his teammate, Drew Lauder, uh, who's committed to Holy Cross, yeah. is also one of those guys who's going to put up great numbers, and it always comes down to Mr. Basketball. They We've seen in the past where teammates split votes, votes. Uh, you split stats, the and there's area. a whole bunch of other things that go into it. Yeah. I think that you know, winning will help them as far as that goes. Also sticking in Ann Arbor, uh, Ryan Wade, uh, who's also going to who's also going Holy to Holy Cross. Cross. Holy Cross has come in here and it's gotten yep. three, three prospects over the last year. Blake Verbeek, uh, center right now, is a freshman there yep. um, from the west side of the state. Yep. And Calvary now they've Christian. got they've got their their backcourt of the future from Ann Arbor, from Ryan Wade at Skyline and Drew Lauder, who for my for my money the best pure point guard yeah. in the state of Michigan. Exactly. You're just talking about someone that you want to be a floor general to yeah. run your team. I'm going to take Drew Lauder. He's electric. Yeah. Well, the link to the Holy Cross is uh, Holy Cross assistant David Metzendorf is from yeah. Ann Arbor and went to Pioneer. Um, young guy who just decided, hey, I'm going to go out there and I want to be a coach. You know, had didn't have aspirations of playing college basketball right. and uh, and other such, but. Um, I also like some of the guys over at Ipsy. I think that Kate Augustine is one of those kids, and we'll see him on December 22nd, um, where he's a big, and I think that he's one of those guys where he's got the size, he's got the athleticism, and he's got the motor, where he can really go out there and do some dominating things. And I think, and well, he's one of the reasons why I have Ypsilanti so high in my rankings, just because I think that, you know, he's one of those studs from Ann Arbor. Um, But 
going on to other Mr. Basketball guys, we've already talked about Caleb Hodgson. Yeah, Nolan I think they, Foster. Nolan Not Foster being another. They play each other um, this Saturday in Grand Rapids. Another big guy. Yep, and uh, unsigned senior. Um, but I think that Caleb Hodgson is one of those guys. He's going to put up great numbers. From what school? And he's at Dansville. Yeah. And so he's going to put up gaudy numbers, uh, which is really going to help him, you know, put him, you know, further along in the Mr. Basketball rankings. Foster's at, Mat- at uh, Matawan. Yep, and Foster, yeah. yep, Nolan Foster. And then don't, at don't forget about it, Matawan senior Dexter Schaus came over from uh, transferred from Indiana, mm-hmm. and he's going to Coastal Carolina. So he's a Division One kid. Yeah, he yep. could be in the mix. Yep. Uh, I, I think when you're talking about sleepers for Mr. Basketball and even for Mr. PSL, Detroit King point guard Jordan Whitford um, is a kid that I think could uh, make some noise. Yeah, he's the. I think he's the heart and soul of that team. And just, they're playing great out of the gate. Yes. Yeah. That was uh, that was their win. Their win on last Saturday over River Rouge. Yeah was was a statement for them and kind of like that that everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth and King was the one who was punching. And then out of the OAA, Donovan Moore, um, yep. an electric uh, combo guard going to Toledo. Uh, his dad was Larry Moore, all-state big guy down at uh, Mumford back in the 60s, was mm-hmm. the coach at West Bloomfield, took the boys' and girls' basketball programs at West Bloomfield to the Final Four in the 2000s. Uh, his son was living out in uh, uh, Chicago, and his grandson... Donovan moved uh, moved to Michigan last year, came and uh, lived with Larry, had a really good year, uh, played the second half of last year because he, he wasn't eligible the first semester. He had a, a 40 ball like in his second or third game in the state of Michigan. So Donovan Moore, is a, he's a silky smooth southpaw um, to look for him coming out of the OAA to maybe you know, be a sleeper in the Mr. Basketball race. And, and he's also committed to Toledo. Committed to um, stick in with another Matt commit, uh, Beardis White yeah. uh, from Canton. Um, who I we'll think, see December 22nd. Who we'll, we'll see on December 22nd. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> whose dad is Benny White. Whose dad is Benny Grove, White, who's yeah. now yep, at, played at, at, Birmingham uh, Grove. played at Michigan State for Johnny and, and coaching in the OAA White, shall I say, the best conference in the OAA. O-A-A. Oh. The, red division. Is, the red might be taking a couple steps back yeah. this year. OAA White versus the OAA the Red. White, and we're talking about uh, great guard play. At Farmington High School, they have a three-headed monster of a, of a backcourt in sophomores, Jaden Akins and Tariq Humes, and then a transfer over from East English Village, uh, Tariq Shepard. And those three combined for 75 points in their first game. So all three hit for 25. Um, that is a scary thought. That is for, scary. For, yeah. And, for, and they also have a six, yeah, and they also have a six seven big who just joined who just, the break. And he just yeah. came from California. Yeah. I can't pronounce okay. his name. His okay. Last name's Coley. We call he, him California. But uh, California Cal, Cal, Cali Coley <laughs> yeah. uh, had a double double in his in his first game in, in the state of Michigan. Had eleven points, ten boards. He's a big boy with some nice touch down uh, down low. All right, well, speaking of big boys with some nice touch, we got to talk about the freshmen and the freshman class, which could be as good as we've ever we've had seen. had in a long time. Or at least in a long time. Uh, and it starts uh, with Imani Bates, six foot eight, 170 pounds. They were playing at Eastern Michigan to open the thing, so it looked like he's playing a college game. The real uh, deal, yeah. holy field, yeah. as advertised. That's right. This is a the blue nation's chipper. top freshman. This the is a blue chipper freshman. that everyone needs to get out and see. I'm yeah. calling him, you know, he's Josh Jackson with more athleticism and a better jump shot. Yeah, he's like Kevin Durant, you know, probably was when he was in high school in terms yeah. of his length and athleticism and how he can get and up he's only and a freshman. bring it down. He's yeah. only a freshman. He's got a better jumper than I mean, Josh Jackson he's a, he's a, I mean, Than, he's than a Josh Jackson has now in yeah, the I NBA. Know. Right. Yeah, uh, the thing that was really intriguing to me about Bates, and I try not to watch too many kids play middle school just right. because yeah. I think it's putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, you really are. And yes. So I'm, I was kind of skeptical about this, and I, you know, you hear things, and so I had the opportunity to watch him play multiple times this past summer. 
And I was amazed at his guard skills. I think that I was wondering, I was like, yeah, he's so thin. Yeah. Is he going to get knocked around in the paint, you know, and all this? And I was like, kid doesn't have to go in the paint. You know, right. he can play from 15 feet and up, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, if you watch, if you're at the game in Eastern Michigan uh, yeah. to start the season, then all of a sudden you see that, hey, wow, he's setting that, that jumper. Yep. He's setting you, setting you up because then he could put the ball on the floor exactly. and he's going to dunk on you. Yeah, he, he he's going to dunk on yes. you. The explosion factor that, that he comes yes. off on the, on the break. The first step. Uh, yeah. You know, you didn't see that from Josh Jackson. Right. Josh Jackson, so much of that was Josh Jackson's hoop IQ. And that's yeah. to his credit. Yeah. He was such a smart player. Yeah. He could do so much. But he didn't have the, uh, the, 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 the jumping ability that Bates has. He didn't have the explosion that Bates has. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, and Bates' three-pointers are already good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a reliable shooter. You have, to, you have to defend him. I think one of the other things that I also see with this class with Imani Bates, and I remember going back to when we had Josh Jackson, we had this mysterious kid up in Flint, Miles Bridges, yeah, yeah. you know, who not a lot, you know, yeah, yeah. and people in Flint would say, no, he's the best. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you go up to Grand Blank, they got a kid up there, Ty Rogers, when they'll say, well, he might be the best, he might be the best right now. And that's just in high school. Sure. Imani Bates long-term is I mean, phenomenal. I mean, when that yeah. 2022 stuff comes around yeah. and you don't have to go to college anymore, right. you know, I'm sure that, you know, there'll be some guys out there and they play, Ipsy Lincoln plays uh, Celine, um, I think on Friday or early next week. And in that game, you have uh, Yaklich's son over at uh, the assistant at University of Michigan. And so I'm sure that he will uh, take in that game and get a sneak peek at Imani Bates. Best point guard, in my opinion, in the freshman class, Kareem Rozier, uh, running the point for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. He had his first game um, back on Saturday against Dakota and went head-to-head with uh, another college-bound guard in Ryan Rollins. And Ryan Rollins is only a junior. Kareem Rozier, like I said, first game playing at Callahan Hall, a lot of pressure on yeah. him, 21 points, six assists, three or four steals, and was just doing everything you would ever you could ever ask a point guard to do. You know, he he was a freshman playing like he was a, a senior or a freshman in college. That was the 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 type of um, floor game that he was bringing to the table. Uh, was hitting three pointers. Was getting in the lane. I saw him on a break switch hands. Uh, he's a righty. He switched hands with his left finger rolled with his left in traffic. He's only about. Five eight, maybe yep. five nine. Reminded me a little of Rashad Phillips when Rashad Phillips was a freshman at Ferndale back in the nineties. As a guy that you look at him and you're like, is this kid in sixth grade or seventh grade? Or kind of like a foster lawyer when he first, uh, Mr. Basketball last year when he first stepped mm-hmm. on the floor as a freshman, you were kind of doing a double take. Like, is this this is the kid that everyone's hyping up? Right. And then the game starts and the ball's tipped and he's you know breaking people down and you know eating the competition for lunch. Yeah, when you, when 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 production. Uh, Matches potent, potential gotcha, at yeah. that early age. Um, I think that that's you know one of the best things. You know, a couple of y- other younger guys. You know, we we talked about uh, Jaden Akins over at Farmington. Uh, and we also talked about Julian Roper. Um, I'm a, also a big fan of a kid, Kobe Bufkin, who's a six three sophomore Grand at Grand Rapids Christian. And I think that and I had those guys in my rankings. I don't know what number they were, 16, 17, 18, or whatever. But I just started off with really good. Bufkin's you just know? like a Sir Grind a lot. Uh, you know, a kid that's gonna you know beat you with his will and his energy, and yep. uh, a kid that that just you know does damage anytime he gets in the lane. Yeah, and all three of those kids they know each other. I had the opportunity uh, this summer, you know, with the, with the Michigan Elite Twenty Five to watch those guys really go at it, and 
I mean, it's it's phenomenal. And then past the Elite 25s and stuff like that. But, you know, to watch those guys when they really want to compete against each other, because that's the only – iron sharpens iron. Yeah. You know, and if you see that and when the guys really push themselves, and that's, you know, you go back to some of the other classes, you know, 2013 with Monty Morris and Derek Walton and all those guys where it seemed like they just pushed each other. And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, just having that uh, that rivalry, that, you know, that camaraderie and the rivalry where I'm going to see you on the next level. Yeah, I know? see I see a lot of Monty Morris and Jalen Terry. Yeah, uh, way more athletic. Jalen Terry is. Yes, yeah. yes. I don't think – I'm not sure that Jalen's going to get to the 6'4", than, than Monty Morris is. But I'll tell you this um, – Probably going to win another state championship. Will of a the champion. same thing is, yeah. is, is Monty Morris. And the other freshman I want to mention is, uh, is one of Bates' uh, f- uh, yes. fundamental uh, Bates Fundamentals teammates uh, from his A is Javon Hanna, who we'll yep. see for Mount Clemens here on December 22nd as they uh, take on Westland John Glenn, which will be a good test for them. It's kind of st- yeah. yep. you know uh, staying back in the shadows Six when, when Bates and Rogers yeah. and Rozier are getting a lot of the pub. But you don't you you can't look past this oh, guy. Oh, he'll, he'll stick. Yeah. Guy. Michigan, and, Michigan State yeah. already looking at him. Yep. And I remember, he's already got and he's physically he's already yeah. got size. I mean he's he's been in the, he's been in the weight room. Seven eight years ago, he had a uh, Thomas Hanna was a, a, a gunner at Mount Clemens. I think mm-hmm. that's one of his older yep. brothers and um you know the bathers man they're, yeah. they're bringing the clem back bathing in, right. bathing in that uh uh in that swagger that uh that's right that, that hannah brings yeah and we, we want to see that and so yeah i would imagine you come to uh, december 22nd probably up in the rafters you might see Belon and izzo if they're not uh busy coaching a game watching these uh these young men That'd be awesome. so that will be uh, very cool so uh that is just uh, a part of what's happening and it's a freshman you know revolution right now uh quickly let's just uh comment since it's our first uh time getting a chance to talk here about the renaissance situation and uh, just uh it's kind of I won't say it's done now. I, I, but I it, wish I could say that the, that the worst is behind us. Yeah. But I, I sense that this is going to be something that we're dealing with um, throughout the course of the season. The, the reverberations, the ripple effects from what happened back in September. And just kind of give it a quick rundown for those who aren't familiar with it so of what took place. Vito Jordan had been the coach at uh, Renaissance the last five years. He came over from Detroit Community, which he had led into the Class B State Finals. So he had a winning pedigree. Comes over uh, to Renaissance, has, you know, five good years. Took him to the PSL uh, title game uh, twice. Had a team coming back this year that a lot of people were saying you know, could have been, been in the mix for the best team in the state. Definitely probably the best team in the PSL. They had uh, three a, 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 a threesome of, of seniors that all are going to play college basketball. They had, I should say, between Carrington uh, McCaskill, uh, Chandler Turner, and uh, Kyron Keelan Grant. Keelan Grant, I keep wanting to call him yeah. Harper. Keelan okay. Grant, who who uh, was at Renaissance, left to go to Texas and came back, but he's got some Division One offers. So there was a lot of excitement from the summer coming in uh, to the regular season. New principal takes over, comes over from Seaholm, Verinda Strouder. Uh, first week on the job, makes the decision that she doesn't want Vito Jordan as her coach. Um, Brings Vito into her office and pretty much tells him that he's fired. She wants to bring Mark White, uh, the former Renaissance coach who had been at River Rouge, had taken River Rouge to the last two Final Fours in Class B. Uh, White had won two state championships at Renaissance in the 2000s. Wants to bring him back, offers him the job, offers him a, a, a position in the building that would have been paying him something like close to $80,000 a year. He accepts it. 
for about 10 hours, 11 hours, gets cold feet, backs out, tries to go back to River Rouge. They don't want him. He ends up now at Romulus uh, Summit Academy. We should mention that Summit Academy's got a really good freshman, yep. Orlando okay. Lovejoy, yes. okay. who's yes. scored like something like 70 points in his first two games. Um, at that point, they give the job to John White, the uh, former Southfield Christian assistant who had been on the bench for those four Class D state championships. He played at Bishop Borges, uh, won a state title as a player back in the 90s. He takes over. Before he takes over, there's this kind of resistance between the players and their parents that were very close to Vito and, and really protested Vito's dismissal. Right. John White comes in. You have a lot of players that aren't happy with the situation. Carrington McCaskill, who was their their star player, their number one player, is committed to Florida Florida Atlantic. Um, average, you know, first team All State last year, average seventeen ten. Uh, he had floated the idea that he might boycott his senior season. Ended up coming out uh, when practice started. Things were there was some turmoil there. Uh, first game last week against Beecher. That morning, on, on that Tuesday morning, McCaskill decides to leave the team and transfers to Spire. The uh, uh, Renaissance administration put out some type of tweet saying that he had been dismissed from the team for con- conduct detrimental to the program. You know, well, when you a, leave, that's conduct yeah. detrimental yeah. to the program. Kind of like he so said, <laughs> you're not he here said, anymore. Right. Right. He said, she said, and yeah. a lot of you just yeah. have a lot of questions. Yeah. More questions than answers right sure. now. Uh kind of three months into Vito's dismissal and right. then the kind of the circus that led to John White eventually taking over. And John yeah. White is, is, I think for the long term, John White coming to Renaissance is going to be a good thing. You know, he's someone that knows how to implement a winning program. He's someone that, that represents a lot of the values and a lot of the uh, intangibles as well as the, the tangible things that you need to, 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 to build a program. I just think... You're almost, you know, you're, he's walking into a hornet's nest, right? And I don't know if that hornet's nest has stopped buzzing yet. Right. And I don't know. I, I sense, and I hope they prove me wrong. I sense this is a, a Renaissance team that could have been contending for a state championship, could have been contending for 20 wins, and instead this could be like a 500 level Renaissance team. Yeah, I remember the last time Renaissance kind of went through this change with Mark White. Um, and then they wound up hiring Randy Henry. And in that team that that you had with uh, Randy Henry's new team, and this is going back to, what, 2009, with Paul Williams and Stacey Waters, and yeah. you had some other guys on that team. Yeah. Carson Butler was on that team. And these guys had won so many games. And I remember watching them play against Detroit Country Day. And it was almost like their season. They were ready when, that's, when that game was over. I remember Carson Butler – maybe like knocking D Brown from country day one to go on to play in Bowling Green, like on the ground and was, and just like kind of like walked over to the, walked over to the bench. Like, Hey, that's my fifth foul. I'm sitting down. My high school basketball career is over. And like, I'm with you with Scott. I'm sure with you, Lauren, that I hope that that's not the case. Um, I, I think that there are some ways that you can transition maybe a little bit better and understanding that, Hey, I'm dealing with seniors and I'm coming from, you know, speaking, you know, about John White, Hey, I'm coming into a into a into a a team where I'm the new guy on the block, and if and as we were we've been high school seniors and stuff like that, we're the cool guys. We're the guys that get to look. You know, this is the school that we've been involved in for the last three or four years. We've earned everything that we're that we're gearing towards, and sometimes 
that transition, you have to be able to, it's a, it's a delicate situation and you have to kind of let, Hey, you guys are smart enough. I'm going to build, build you guys up with confidence, you know, and it's almost like the transition. We kind of talked about it earlier. Maybe I brought it up. It's like, uh, it's like when you have, when you have the, the split families and all of a sudden you, you, you bring in stepfather, you bring in stepmother and all of a sudden, Hey, you got to deal with some kids and stuff like that. Well, they still remember who their dad is. You know, they still go visit their dad on on uh, visitation and stuff like that. And it's one of those things where we they've really got to be on board. And it's and it goes and it and it goes far beyond basketball. It's just one of those things. We just and, in dealing with certain situations. And just being yeah, just being frank, the way that the Renaissance administration laid the foundation for this change. It, it just it, it was almost impossible to have a smooth transition. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about with John White walking into a hornet's nest. Yep. And it was nothing that John White could do. It was nothing the players can do. This kind of goes back to the administration for, you know, pouring the concrete on this building and, uh, you know, like I said, laying the foundation. And the foundation right now isn't incredibly sturdy. Right. And you just hope that in the long run, and I'm, and I'm confident it will, John White will, will, will be able to, you know, stabilize the program and, 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 you know, install what he wants to install. But when you have a group of kids that are a senior-laden group that all were incredibly loyal to Vito and all love Vito, um, it, it just it's not shocking that there's been some bumps in the road. And it's just, again, it's unfortunate that Carrington ended up leaving and just kind of creates more, more smoke uh, in, in this kind of three-alarm fire that, that's uh, occurring over in, at Renaissance. So that segues into our next uh, final topic of our hot topics for this week, and that is the amount of kids who've left to prep schools. Uh, and uh, Spire Institute uh, has definitely uh, they got five. benefited they got five. from yeah. uh, some of the ones that, that we've lost. Uh, that's a team that already has LaMelo Ball. Yeah, uh, is on that he, squad. He came after the Detroit kids. Too. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Right. There you go. The, that yeah. is true. It's Rockets team. Yeah. So Mark Rocket Watts is on that team, and uh, Isaiah Jackson is on that team, and Andre, now Polk. Andre Polk is on that team, and uh, Myron Gardner. Myron, yep, yep. Yeah. We're, we're just like Carrington McCaskill, all, right, right, all, right yeah. there. A, a, all state a, a, between between, state between Rocket, between Carrington, between Myron Gardner. Those are arguably, you know, three candidates for Mr. Basketball that that we no longer have. I mean, it, you know, I mean, obviously everybody's free to make their own decisions. You know, family makes their own decisions. I, my biggest philosophy is not my kid, you know, kind of as long as the kid's not going out there robbing banks or anything like that. To let people know no that Jermaine Jackson's the head coach. Yep, and Jermaine Spire. Jackson. Yeah. So we, there's a right. Detroit connection the there. The University of Detroit Mercy standout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Former Mercy NBA was. player for the former Pistons NBA and player. the Toronto Raptors. Former Mount Clemens head coach and UD uh, UD Mercy assistant yeah. coach. I think he was uh, in Jerry Stackhouse's wedding as well. Yeah. Anything else? To- so I mean, <laughs> he took the job this summer and made a concerted effort to bring some uh, Motown uh, firepower with him over across the border to to Ohio at Spire Academy. Then about a month ago, uh, the the walking. Uh, reality show that is the Ball family, the Kardashians of the sports world, land at Spire. They get LaMelo Ball, and then last week they get Carrington McCaskill. But, the, you know, in terms of where, we're, where we are right now in the state of Michigan. And I do want to mention just one other thing, and, and Wendell Green. Yes. Uh, Wendell Green's at LaLue. At LaLue in Indiana. Yeah. Yep. LaLue La Mier, yeah. which then is another Harlan uh, Beverly. 
Harlan Beverly left Southfield Christian. Mm-hmm. And he's another guy that would have been a, a surefire Mr. Yeah, basketball for sure. uh, candidate is at Mount Front Runner. Yeah, Romeo was dancing. Romeo was getting to go back <laughs> yeah. like this yeah. Yeah. with those four guys out there. Right. He's Which is Mount so Verde. interesting because we have this all these great freshmen now coming in. You know, and, hope they stay, and, you hope they stay. and that's going to be the question. And I really, mean, you, you, you can go back five years when the floodgates kind of opened for this. Uh, Josh Jackson and and right. Miles Bridges yeah, I mean, but, and, and Tugs yeah. Bowman, with Alice sorry, Tugs Legion Bowman. Left, you know, oh, yeah. Alice Legion's a guy that wanted. Well, he left. This was well. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's what two thousand seven, yeah, ten years. Ago, you know, yeah. so I, I kind of look yeah. at it. The guys are looking at it and saying, "Oh, well, you know what? I need this extra exposure, yeah, and I, I need this. I get to play on TV." You know, you, I look at some of the scores, and I'm just like, "Oh, you beat this team by fifty points." You know. I mean, is that really is that right. really what you I want? You have games that are you have games that are being canceled right. or being rescheduled, or you know, and it's just one of those things where, you and know, he, I look at Monty Morris, I look at Khalil Felder, I look at some of these other guys who made it to the league, James Young, you know, and they played high school basketball here, right. in Michigan. and they played you AAU know? too. Yeah, so and, it's not yeah. like they weren't playing great competition in right. the summer with, that was more of the I, you know. I, so it gives coaches two perspectives. Number one, how do you play with the stars? Yep. And number two, how do you play, how do you lead a team? Yeah. You know what I mean? If because it's so in college, you know, I mean, you look at uh, what you know, like Cassius Winston. You know what? Uh, you know he's he's now at, at that point where he's going to become a, a great player, or he's not, but mm-hmm. he's doing it at a high level at Michigan State, and it's be, I think it's because of what he had to do at UD Jesuit High School and that it's lead his team and to everyone, everyone, upper everyone heights. Ha, you know, has the, it's their right as as the player, it's their right as the family to make the move, but I would just caution that you know all that glitters isn't always gold and what looks great on the surface sometimes can be a little deceptive because just look just right now look at something like you know harlem beverly he had every offer you could ever want. Yep. So going to Mount Verde, Mount Verde ain't going to get him offers he didn't have. And then go to the other side of it. Wendell, uh, Wendell Green at come uh, from Country Day went over to Lalu. I mean, I'm guessing pretty much every scout from the, that were coming into the area were looking at Wendell Green last year. If yep. they were going to offer him, they were going to offer him last year at Country Day. It's, it's not like a magic pill that you, you, you take you take the pill, you, you drink it down with a glass of water, and then all of a sudden Michigan, Michigan State, uh, and Ohio State are, are at your doorstep. So, I mean, don't tell me that Wendell Green staying at Country Day that he wasn't going to get the offers. If the offers were there to be to got, he would, he would be getting them at Country Day, just like Julian Roper's going to get them. Yeah, and, and I kind of look at it even when some kids – that was in uh, – Ah, it's killing Billy Thomas, who wound up leaving, you know, to going prep to, school. And then he wound up coming back and you yeah, know, well, left the University of Detroit Jesuit. But then he wound up going to prep school and then coming back to let's North Let's not talk about before you finish. Yep. But let's, let's not forget about the trend of this, the, the the kind of in the middle trend of kids leaving and then coming back. Yes, there's right. been a number of those over yeah. the last couple of years. Right. Sorry, TJ. Yeah, um, yeah, without a doubt. But I look at it. If you have college coaches that are coming in to watch you play, like Billy Thomas, you get to play against Cassius Winston every single day. The guys that are watching Cassius Winston, they're also watching you. Yeah. So it's not necessarily, oh, those guys don't know what they're – they always – I mean, you and I get the finger pointed at us. Oh, those guys don't know what they're talking about. You know, I was like, hey, I can reach out to Izzo. I can reach out to Beeline. I can reach out to all these guys. They come and watch you play. Then they're going to be the ones that are going to make the decision because I'm not going to be the one to tell Beeline or Izzo, hey, you don't know what you're doing. You know, I mean, I've, I have brought up Yante Maiton and stuff like that to right. the guys at Michigan State. Yes, yes, you know, and it's like, hey, you know, yeah. it, it is yes. what it is. I was pleading you know? with them. I was calling them every day, yeah. pleading with them, please yeah. come yeah. and get this kid. But yeah. hey, I mean, it, it 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 is what it is, and I think that that people need to study 
what's going on with other with other kids and their record about going to prep schools rather than just saying, oh, I'm going to go to prep school and this is going to happen for me. Because trust me, that prep school coach is going to tell you, oh, I can help you do this. I can help you do that. I talked to Billy Thomas as soon as he got the Louisiana Tech offer. And I was like, hey, congratulations on your offer. You know, what other ones do you have? And he wound up mentioning Louisiana State and not mentioning Louisiana Tech. What that told me was that the coach at prep, the prep school gave a call down to the guys at Louisiana Tech and said, hey, you need to offer this kid. Hey, cool, we'll be up there. Coach goes over to Billy Thomas and says, hey, Louisiana Tech is going to be up here and they're going to offer you. Billy Thomas goes to Twitter, just got an offer from Louisiana Tech because his coach misled him. You know. Yeah. Meanwhile, he doesn't even know what would be the difference between Louisiana Tech or Louisiana <laughs> State. Yeah. You know, he probably couldn't even tell you the colors. Right. You know, and so it's one of those things where you know it's people have to stop falling for you know the the I guess some some of the fool's gold out there. I understand why some kids wind up going prep school or wind up going to prep school if for kids that wind up leaving before. You know their senior year. I mean, for Har- Harlan their can say year. he wants to play against yeah. better competition because he's yeah. getting class. Deep. I can. I it's not. A, it's not an offer issue. And another thing I want to point out before we end this discussion, in the new technology age, in 2018 and going forward, nobody's hidden. Nobody. You could be playing in your mom's basement, and if you're good enough, some someone's yeah. going to be taping you in the basement. Yeah. The, the, the tape's going to hit. Uh, social media is going to hit YouTube, and a coach is going to see it. I'll give you a perfect example. Jake Witt was a senior last year. was at Michigan Tech from Ewan Trout Creek in the Upper Peninsula. And I remember getting a video on him, sending it out to a whole bunch of guys. Guys at Michigan Tech said, uh, you know, you didn't have to do that. You know, his mom also works at Michigan Tech. So, he, you know, he was pretty much stuck on going to where he was, where he was going to go to Michigan Tech. And my thing is, if you are on Lake Superior and you can be found, then it's not a, an exposure thing if you are in the Detroit metro area. If there's electricity somewhere around, then somebody's going to wind up finding you and they're going to wind look up seeing at, you. Look at uh, Williams, or um, uh, the kid is at Purdue now. From Dearborn, Henry Ford. Oh yeah, Trey Williams. Trey Williams. Yeah, I mean he was, you know, basically playing at. And nobody a... knew, but but this is the thing: nobody knew who he was as a freshman at Chicago. And so the thing is, just be patient. You know, like you're only a freshman or sophomore. You're going to go to college this, you know, as a 14 or 15 year old kid. No, Trayvon so Williams was, here, and was, then he wound up blowing up. Guys wound up coming and seeing. Trayvon Williams was basically playing against the state champs all stars. I mean, he was playing against nobody. Yeah. In, in a gym that was the size of my bathroom. You got a cork board. But Purdue and Michigan State and Michigan all offered him. Yep. 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 For the record, uh, the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs uh, wear blue and red. Yes. Yes. And uh, they are first in Conference USA right now. That's yeah. what Terry Bradshaw. Six and three. I think, I think Chris Anderson um, from Muskegon, well, from the Muskegon area, was the last Michigan kid to go to Louisiana La- Wait, Tech. Wait, La Tech wasn't that? As well as Brandon Kearney's dad, Derek. I know a- you would be ticked a- off. And that. wasn't the, that was the mailman, right? Yeah, he Carl Malone, and yeah. he played with a guy from this area, from Orchard Lake St. Mary's, Hiram Harris. Now, who's the assistant coach that was getting all that stuff done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hiram Harris has had a daughter, Jasmine Harris, who a uh, really good girls basketball player at North Farmington, ended up going to UMass, finishing out Central you mean, Michigan. You mean so kids were actually being seen and all that yes. stuff on VHS? Back in 1985. You know, before yeah. the internet, before social yes. media? Yeah. You know, these things actually VHS. happened? That's yeah. all we had was yeah. VHS. Give, give a little, stu- you know, a little blur. And that little just, line just, in the middle. You had just the tracking. Like you had to adjust the tracking. I think that is a new filter on some of it's the just, social media some, stuff where you can take a picture and it puts like a date and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, this 20th century stuff now. This is just such a great such a great area yeah. for basketball and yes. has, you know, the, the, the history speaks for itself. Yes. And you, you want to see 
these kids that are leaving be part of that history. Yeah. That you, you don't want to have to say Josh Jackson only played two years in Michigan and then finished off in California, or Miles Bridges only played two. You want to be able to say, like we talk about Chris Webber, or we talk about Jalen Rose, or we talk about you know the greats that have come out of the state, and they have that that four year resume. Yep. You don't want to have to you know talk about kids. Oh, they were here for a year. Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, you know, and Kuzma was another one of those you know situations. Maybe not playing against the greatest competition in uh, Flint. Pride Bend. of Burton Bendel. Yeah, Burton Bendel. Yeah. But hey, you know, I, now he's starting with the yeah. Lakers, playing with yeah, LeBron. Yeah, that's not that's not too shabby. But we've got. Some other guys who have played, who are playing in the league right now, getting great minutes. Who, you know what? They the best exposure that you're going to get in Michigan is by winning. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? Do you want to play on TV? Get to the semifinals. Not, get to the finals. Yeah, that, That's yeah, a great yeah, carrot to hang around. We're with. not yeah. in Idaho. We're not yeah. in Idaho. We're no. not in Nebraska. Like yeah. we're in Detroit. Right. All of the coaches that you want to see you are coming to see you yeah. here. Best yeah. team in the NBA is. Golden State, Golden State Warriors, Draymond Green, yeah, Draymond, Day Day, yeah, exactly, right. And they also see need I yeah. say more. Yeah, but there are a lot of guys out there that I think that you know kids can definitely benefit from from staying here. And the other thing is just the camaraderie that you build with your you know the, your buddies that you're growing up with. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as you turn playing for school, your school, yeah. it, it's yeah. just like the hockey, the AAA players who when they play high school, they love it. They you know there's fans yeah. come out and it's just a great experience. Scott still wears his varsity coat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to take a timeout. We've got Dan Young and Matt Mowry on the other side for our B Camp segment, and then these guys are going to be back so that we can talk about the weekend's best games. You're watching Hangtown. Coaching basketball is a rewarding and challenging pursuit, but you don't have to do it alone. The Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan are here to support you. BCAM is the largest coaches association in the country with nearly 6,000 members representing college, high school, and middle school ranks. Members have access to drills, clinics, job opportunities, and it's the only way to vote for our annual awards, including Mr. and Miss Basketball. Join today by visiting bcam.org because better coaching always matters. All right, welcome back to State Champs Hang Time, the definitive high school hoops podcast in the state of Michigan. Had to put the glasses on because we're getting serious now. State Champs Managing Editor Matt Mowry is here. Dan Young, the Assistant Executive Director at BCAM is here as well. Dan, first, how you doing? Doing great. It's good to have you back. Thank you. For another round. It's basketball season. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Love love being here. One of the things we promoted earlier in the podcast, and we're going to do it again now because we want you to show up, and that's the State Champs Winter Jam. Dan has been uh, helping us get the teams organized all summer long. This is something that we've wanted to do for a long time. State champs stepping into the showcase arena and we've got a great slate of games uh, getting ready to go on Saturday, December 22nd right here at Lawrence Technological University. Uh, it's going to be a great environment. you got to come check it out. Uh, one of the games that we're going to feature is right off the bat and that is a girls classic matchup and what's going to be really great about this one between Detroit Country Day and and Detroit Edison, two reigning state champions in Class B and Class C. Now they uh, are categorized as Division II. They're both in the same division now. 
So uh, one of the reasons that they're taking part in our showcase, they were scheduled to play later uh, in January, and uh, Frank Orlando's like, I'm not playing anybody that close to the playoffs that I might face in the playoffs now that they are both in Division Two. So we're going to get a chance to see them in late December, which is going to be a great measuring stick, I think, for both programs. And uh, what we want to talk about today are uh, some of the missed basketball hopefuls that uh, are out there just so you can kind of get on the radar who is going to uh, succeed uh, Jada Hampton for this year's uh, Miss Basketball Honors. And one of the teams, as we mentioned, is going to be playing is Detroit Edison and uh, Rakea Jackson. What can you say about her except that nationally she is on a lot of radars. She is going to the national champions to play her college ball. And uh, Matt Mowry, uh, this is someone who scores – rebounds, does not do everything. everything. Yeah, she, she could play any one of the five positions on the floor that you needed her to. The only caveat I will give to her candidacy for Miss Basketball, not that she doesn't deserve it Absolutely. and not that she isn't the best player in the state and arguably one of the top you know handful in the nation, is that Southeast Michigan hasn't necessarily done well in the Miss Basketball voting, primarily because there tend to be more than one candidate in the area and they kind of split the vote. No player from inside the city limits of Detroit has won the award since 1990. And only two from Southeast Michigan, even if you include Ann Arbor in that, have won it in the last 20 years because what tends to happen is there are three or four candidates that split it up and then whatever candidate outstate, you know, kind of garners their entire area. You so know, did, the, yeah, let, let me stop you. Get out and yeah, I was going to ask you. That's what I was going to say. Here, here, here's, the best player yeah. should win. Right. Yep. And once you see all the players, yes. get out and yep. vote. Uh, right. For BCAM, the, any coach who's a BCAM member who is currently coaching, it gets a vote. And so um, at the end, when we get to the final list, and obviously this is a start of the season, when you get to the end and you have the actual list that the members will vote on, then uh, they will have a highlight of each person, and they'll be able to go through that in a bio. But there's nothing like seeing these young ladies in person during the season and getting, getting a feel. Obviously, if you're up north, you're in the UP, you won't be able to. But there's video, there's YouTube, there's highlights, because this group is incredible, and Rakia is at the top of the list. And let me just say, and I'm going to help you here, uh, number one, it, ov- it obviously helps, and we always talk about if you were at the Breslin or wherever the game is being played it's good know, point. the year right. before, yeah. uh, then other schools sure. and, and yep. coaches have had an opportunity to see you, so they've seen Rakia, these, the, obviously the state champions, and also we'll be streaming live. The game between Detroit Country Day and Detroit Edison. And you'll be able to see it on the NFHS Network. We'll get you all the links. Just go to statechampsnetwork.com or our social media on Saturday, December 22nd. We'll guide you right there. And you can watch them playing, obviously, a great team in Country Day who has some uh, fantastic players of their own coming back and may have some missed basketball hopefuls when the season's at the end. Uh, So uh, that's an opportunity for you to see them play, and then you can vote accordingly. So wherever you are, Escanaba, you can watch these games and get a chance to see her play. So um, let's talk about uh, Julia Aralt from Gross Point North. And she's another girl who, like you said, if you go, if you get to the Breslin as it was before, or Calvin now, where they're where they're holding the finals, like Julia carried her team. Yeah, absolutely. 
Gross Point North got there basically riding their superstar player last year. Um, a little bit of a scoring-wise, a little bit of a one-player show, but she was able to carry them all the way to the to the semis where I believe they lost to uh, Wayne Memorial last year. Wayne Memorial also had a Miss Basketball candidate last year, and we'll have another one in Janae Terry this year. So it's one of those where you get on that biggest stage, like you said, and people see you play. You know, I don't know that many people had seen – Julia before last year's semis and then once you know Gross Point North got in that environment and made it through quarters and then to semis opened a lot of eyes and she's six foot two but can handle the ball can shoot the ball can drive to the hoop can post up she's another one who can do pretty much anything you need her to do and for that team specifically they need her to score and score in bunches and she does that very well yeah Gary Bennett you know obviously knows how to get it it done yeah Hall of Famer Need you say more. Uh, Moira Joyner out of Saginaw Heritage. Uh, she is someone uh, we got to, I got to see a little bit last year, uh, especially when they were playing uh, Country Day mm-hmm. at Country Day. I yep. went to that game, was filming that was game. Too. Uh, she is, um, you know, somebody who is obviously garnered a lot of attention and uh, is somebody who, uh, you know, really was the straw that stirred the drink Absolutely. for Heritage last year. And they were just dominant last year. Yeah. The, yeah. At the state tournament, when I mean, you, when, Whoa, they were so good yeah. and and so balanced and well coached and you know she's 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 a legit player and she's somebody who's not necessarily sometimes you see players who get a lot of attention because they're flashy right Mo's not flashy Mo does the one thing that they re- require everybody on that team to do which is play defense and play it well and that's why they were able to lock down Jada Hampton and the rest of East Lansing in that in that championship game and win a title is because they played outstanding defense and it all starts right there with her and she's somebody who's going to be you know probably you'll see her best basketball once she gets not not that she's playing poorly now but you'll see it once she gets to the next level where she's going to play at Michigan State and that's where she's going to be you know and one of those incredible kids that you can throw on the other team's opposing you know guard who quickest way to get in the lineup college levels to be able to defend this is true in fact uh you know one of the things that was um uh great to see is you talk about her defense um Kayla Webb from uh, Country Day mm-hmm. last year, she was, uh, you know, as good as anybody when it sure. came to being able to beat anyone off the dribble. It mm-hmm. was re- it was the reason that they won by double digits was her defense mm-hmm. on on Kayla. So and that was not easy to do. So uh, yeah, I like Saginaw Heritage again. I think what they're doing over there. You said great coaching, great coaching. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, fantastic. Um, uh, Eliza Winston out of Muskegon. Is yep. it Eliza? Yep. Saying yep. it right? Okay. Yeah. Pure, um, pure point guard. Pure point guard. Um, what is? What do we know about her? She's quick as a hiccup. I mean, not not as tall. Obviously, a lot of these other girls are six one, six two, five nine, even five ten. She's five five five, uh, five four five five. But she is quick and she's hard to stay in front of. I mean, obviously, that's the the thing with her. Distributes the ball very well. Uh, scores in bunches as well. Just because, like I said, hard to stay in front of her. Uh, can shoot a lot of these girls. If you notice, when we start going down too. this list, yes, yeah, she, she was at Morris Shores yeah, last year, right? Shores. Right, yeah, yep. she came halfway yep. through. So this is her first full season. And, and it'll be it, it, interesting to see because a lot of these girls, when you look at where they're headed, a lot of them headed to the same place. Aralt's going to Michigan State. Joyner's going to Michigan State. Winston's going to Michigan State. So uh, Susie's got herself a pretty good recruiting class this year, as she often does. 
Right on. Uh, Destiny Struther is another guard. Flint Carmen Ainsworth, she averaged 19 last season. Uh, five boards, three assists, three steals. Five uh, nine, so she's a little on the bigger side for a yeah. guard, which is good. Uh, and uh, Cavaliers had a school record: twenty-two wins last 22 year. Twenty-two wins is their best ever. That's and huge, absolutely. Twenty's the benchmark. Yeah, yeah. you get yeah. twenty-two, you're doing something. Shoot, doing something fifteen, real well. sixteen, you're yeah, happy. Yeah, but right. twenty-two is is, uh, is is legit. And she can score. I mean, she can score in a bunch of different ways. She could drive it past you. She can shoot the lights out. It's going to be interesting because we mentioned that kind of regionality to the vote. Yeah. With, with her in the Saginaw Valley and Mo Joyner in the Saginaw Valley. Right. And potentially Midland Dow's Molly Davis, who went off for 31 against a very good Freeland team the other night. You could have three candidates right there in the same league, and that Splitting makes it very vote. hard for yeah for, for one coach to, or one player to kind of come out ahead. Let me say, too, in the voting, you get a choice of fir- first, second, and third, and you have to vote for all three. That's good. Which does end up yep. helping with um, how the points are. Yeah, I was going to ask you, for those who might be, uh, you know, confused or, or not understanding how the voting works it's five for Mr. Th- and Miss Basketball, maybe you could explain it quickly. Right, so it's uh, when you get the ballot as a BCAM member, you uh, vote for first, second, and third. The first place vote would get five points, second place would get three, third place would get one, and then those tally up. We've had years where you could get the most first place votes and still not win because overall you got a majority of threes, fives, threes, and a ton, a ton of threes mixed in. So we found it, it ends up, you hope it goes to the most deserving. That's, our, that's what we're of trying course, to do. Yes, yeah. But again, members vote. Yep. And members sign up, first of all, to be a member, and then – Make sure that you are educated in who the best people are. Right. And it's like any election. you got to vote. got to vote. You can't complain if you don't <laughs> vote. Well, when we found out that as a BBWA member voting for baseball awards, right. a lot of times, you know, look at Justin Verlander yeah. missing out on because he was left off a couple of ballots. And if he'd gotten second place votes, same thing we're talking about here. That's You know, those second and third place votes mean things they do. too. Well, yeah. When you exactly. At, yeah, when you think about, for instance, like swimming, yeah. we we see it every year, and we saw it this year yep. too. We have teams winning yep. state championships, don't win never won a race. Yep. Yep. Nobody won a race. Is that right? Yeah, and it's you have but the collection yep. of points and depths and how many swimmers you have yep. there swimming that you can win a state title. That That's wild? amazing. It is amazing. It's really amazing. So uh, as we get to uh, one more, it's amazing what the Lansing area has been able to produce right. as far as talented women basketball players uh and just looking at some of the notes that we had here sue tucker won it back in 82 that she was the second winner of the award she was an Miss grad uh since then lansing lansing christians tiffany shives in 04 clarissa bell we all remember her from east lansing in 09 in 2010 and of course last year jada hampton from east lansing uh, and now we have, uh, Le- I guess it's Leah, Leah Hartman, Leia Hartman yep. out of uh, Okemos, who is another one that's going to be right there in the mix to win it 
for that area again. Yeah, she's one of those kids that they knew was coming forever, and she was offered a scholarship by Michigan State before she ever set foot on the floor as as a freshman at Okemos. She ends up, uh, she, she uh, committed to Northwestern, but slasher, she can score in a lot of different ways, and they have kind of an inside-outside game there at, at Okemos, so she can do a lot of the outside scoring and a lot of the, you know, shooting from the outside and slashing to the basket, but sometimes team success does play into it too and their their run was cut short a little bit last year because they ran into East Lansing as on their way through the playoffs so like you said about that getting that exposure late in right. the season where people see you play longer if you only make it through districts or through you know the first round of regionals and that's that's as far as your team goes you get less time in front of voters eyes frankly mm-hmm Absolutely. I'm going to give, I'm going to do Ira Childress a solid here. And so Ira, you owe me. Uh, And Matt, you're going to be there this weekend, Saturday, December 8th at Okemos. There is a, uh, a girls basketball showcase going Mm -hmm. on. So we have no problem with wanting to promote that. Uh, They've got several games all day. Uh, It starts out Kent city and Detroit King, Detroit King, many times over uh, Winfield and his, yeah, exactly. State champions, Lansing, Waverly and Forest Hills. Northern are going Mm -hmm. at 1245, 230 is Edison versus Holt. At 4.15 is Ann Arbor Pioneer and Hazlitt. At 6 is, well, they have two Edison squads. They have a black black squad squad and and their regular squad, so (laughs) just something. Edison and Fowlerville, the real Edison, will take on at 6. And then at 7.45, Heartland and Okemos. Yeah. Which is uh, which is great. A great day of girls basketball. I'll, I'll do Billy Selvia a solid because that Fowlerville team has come from kind of out of nowhere in the last two or three seasons. Ended up winning a district title when probably looked at it early in the season. And Williamston was number one and in that district. And you figured, oh, that's a slam dunk. Right. And then Williamston kind of got banged up as the season went on. That Fowlerville team is one to watch out for because they've got a 6-1 girl in Ellie Smith who can do a lot of different stuff on the court too. But yeah, it, Detroit Edison, they've got just fleets of players you could argue we talked about this the other day you could argue if you go through every single class senior junior that they may have one of the top one or two players in each class they've got a freshman coming in who's going to be great freshman to be a Hagman last year who came in was great you know Gabby Elliott before that and then before that Rakia and it's just like then it just it's one of those that's just going to keep perpetuating itself because Rakia graduates okay well we've got these other three and probably a new freshman coming in so yeah it'll be fun to watch that that program as you said taking on kind of the crown jewel of the girls basketball programs in the state over the last couple of decades in country day well Edison's kind of angling toward you know who maybe we're next yeah oh uh, absolutely I don't know if they'll ever have anyone well, like like no, Rakia Jackson no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah Chris no, Weber I know. And, yep. or or you know yeah, yeah, yeah. a comparison oh, yeah, yeah. of Shane Battier. Yeah, we, we don't we don't I mean, see it at really, that level here. No. We see good. No, she you know, is, again, Kayla Webb's get at, out at Providence, you know, yep. good. Oh yeah. Really Destiny good. Pitts goes to Minnesota is having a great career. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't win it, but I mean she was in the in the top. But this oh, yeah. this Davenport young lady is yeah, uh is truly special. And, and that's we're why you're very need, yeah, lucky to have her in our state. And uh, go see her play. You will Come be December twenty second. December twenty second to the Winter Jam, the State Champs Winter she Jam. You'll have is, a blast. Yeah, she's she's we the real D- deal. We got a DJ that's nice. set up. It's gonna, <laughs> gonna keep it hype all nice. day. Spin it out. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Right? And the That's other thing is, great. see yeah. her play because she may, if you're just looking at the box scores, considering the fact that they are so deep, she may not go for, you know, 40 points every right. night like some other players yeah. who are the sole focus right. of their team's offense. She may go for 12. She may go for yeah. nine, whatever they need on that particular night. And if they're blowing teams out, sometimes yeah, right. that happens too. But, but, but if you see so her play, you play go, oh, end. gosh, yeah. Sure, that will be, yeah, yeah. right. Because that's when yeah. the Monique, the coach, Monique yeah. Brown, is going to say, these are the games we yeah. need to see what you can do. And, and, then and we Country can Day's got players. So and, it's oh, going to be it's going to be a great matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Before we go, another big shout. Shout out to another one of our podcast sponsors, Hungry Howie's. We love Hungry Howie's. We love Dough Razor, best fundraising tool out there. Uh, you sell paper pizza certificates. They get great pizza. You get the dough. Check it out at doughraiser.com. Dan, before we let you go, uh, what would you like to say to the BCAM membership or those hoping to join? Any news right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Um, if you're a coach at any level, please sign up for BCAM. Go to bcam.org. You can sign up as a school membership, so your entire high school can have their entire staff for 15 members for $80, or you can sign up as an individual, uh, assistant, uh, freshman coach, JV coach, head varsity coach. It does not matter. You'll get a, a monthly email, uh, newsletter from our association. You'll be in on all the voting for coaches of the year, players of the year, Mr. and Miss Basketball, uh, academic awards, you name it. Um, we're the number one association as far as numbers for, for at least – seven years and uh, in the country in the country um, <laughs> say that and a lot of it has to do with amy heidenberg our yeah. assistant our our board of directors but all our coaches that work really hard to uh run great clinics develop coaches keep coaches in it um stay off the officials just coach your team uh so we're we're if you're a member you're going to get a lot out of it Absolutely, and uh, we love BCAM. We love the partnership we have been able to strike over the last several years. We got a lot of good things that uh, that we're doing now, and we're going to continue to do. And there's going to be stuff that's going to blow you away. We haven't even thought about right. doing yet. We got a lot of. Fun things down the road. Exactly. Always talking, always yep. trying to work, and always trying to make, again, Michigan basketball and the I, center of it. And I like to plug state champs. You guys are the best. Uh, you are committed to kids, putting kids on the stage, giving them their first chance, giving them an opportunity to uh, showcase and be on TV. I know I look forward every weekend to watching all the highlights from all the sports, and you learn so much about other sports that yeah. you don't get a chance to see just from your show. Yeah. Uh, you guys are the best. Right. Just turn your heads for a second to check. <laughs> okay. Uh, gentlemen, uh, really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Let's do it again next week. What Thanks. do you say? Enjoyed it. It was fun. All right. Sounds good. Coming up after the break, we will have TJ and Scott back, and we're going to talk about the best games to go to this weekend on the boys' side. So stick around. Welcome to Be the Referee with veteran MHSAA official Sam Davis. There's one very visible change coming to the basketball courts this year in Michigan. The sideline coaching box has been expanded from 14 feet to 28 feet. The expansion was allowed by national playing rules for individual state association adoption a year ago, but the change was announced too late for Michigan to opt for the larger box. Even though the box size has changed, other rules for behavior inside the box have not. Only the head coach is allowed to stand up in the box as allowable by rule. Once the coaching box is lost due to a technical foul, there is no way to get the coaching box back, and all other related rule restrictions apply. The change brings the game in Michigan full circle from when the old seatbelt rule was created in the 1980s. Hopefully, common sense will prevail, and the coaching box will be used for just that. 
coaching. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. Go online now to MHSAA.com to register. Be the Referee is a production of the MHSAA Network. All right, everybody, welcome back into the studio. I want to thank Dan and Matt. And uh, now we've got Scott and TJ back here. We just want to give you a little preview for uh, games of the weekend and into next week, some stuff that you can look forward to besides December 22nd here at the mm-hmm. Don Riddler Fieldhouse at Lawrence Tech where we will have the State Champs Winter Jam, the first ever State Champs Showcase. We've got four games, uh, Detroit, Detroit Country Day and Detroit Edison on the girls' side. We've got Westland John Glenn taking on Mount Clemens at 3. At 5, it's Cass Tech versus Ypsilanti. And at 7, it's Canton versus Grand Rapids Catholic Central. 10 bucks all day, be here. That's all I got to say. We're going to keep hyping it, too, and it's going to be sweet. So you got to make sure you're here. Hopefully we'll be the first of many. We'll be doing this. Absolutely. It's going to be fantastic. But let's talk about uh, what's going on uh, this weekend. Uh, And, uh, again, by the time this thing airs, we should be uh, getting into uh, Friday. And, of course, uh, the winter breakout that's going on this weekend. You're one of the hosts of that. Yeah, up in Grand Rapids. uh, In Grand Rapids. Uh, Talk about, uh, about that. Uh, a phenomenal event. Dansville and Matawan, I see that's you know, going uh, on. And I, I think when putting together matchups, uh, for example, the Winter Jam, yeah. the Motor City Round Ball yeah. Classic, I always try to find, uh, wow, it'd be great to see this big go against this big. Yes. You know, and so I'm talking with Matawan's coach and talking with uh, the coach at Dansville, hey, you guys don't play against any other bigs. You know, might as well have, you know, Nolan, 6'10", Nolan Foster play against 6'10", 6'10" Caleb Hodgson. Caleb yeah. Hodgson, you know. Yeah. And it's one of those things where West Ottawa, you know, we've got them who were runner-ups in Class A last year. Right. They get to play against the Class B runner-ups in Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Yep. Um, it's at Grand Rapids Downtown Gym. Yep. Uh, we've got the Benton, Benton Harbor, the state champions, um, Class B state champions. Um, it's Loyola. When put, putting everything together, I was like, wow, it would be great to have Myron Gardner versus Scooby Johnson, obviously. Myron, you know, Myron left for Spire. Yeah. yeah. And I, but I still think the Loyola is going to be a pretty strong team. I right. have them as a top 10 team. We planned on time. having old Redford and Rocket Watts yeah. in the winter jam. Yeah. And right. Isaiah Jackson. Against uh, Grand Rapids Catholics. Yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is, it is, it is what it is. But, yeah, yeah the, that, that whole day is uh, is set up nice. And then, um, you know, I like just good to have o- some. I like what's at Oak Park on uh, Saturday. They br- they brought it, uh, I think it's called the Oak the Park. Holiday Park. Holiday shootout. Yeah, yeah. Bringing in some Beecher. teams from out of state. Flint Beecher is coming over. They got a team from Chicago. Uh, there's also Toledo a, Rogers. Yep, there's also a team. Um, Ann Arbor has an event at Ann Arbor Huron, which isn't listed okay. here, where Skyline, um, or excuse me, Han- uh, Huron and Pioneers girls are pl- playing. And then uh, I think the three, five, and seven o'clock games. Um, you'll find Skyline boys, Huron's boys, and Pioneers boys that are also playing. I'm going to be and at St. Mary's Clarkson on Friday okay. at Clarkson. Clarkson's home home opener. I think they're raising the banner. Okay. The other thing oh, on nice. Friday you talked about was uh, if you want to get a chance to see Imani Bates, Ips- Ypsilanti Lincoln at Celine on Friday. Yep. And uh, so uh, that uh, should be an absolute uh, great matchup uh, there. And, Over uh, Brother Rice, uh, Brother Rice Huron. Yeah. Brother Rice has welcomed in Ricky Palmer yes. as their new head coach. It's a new kind of era, a new era. Brother Rice. Yes. yes. Ricky was part of that uh, Country Day yeah. um, dynasty. Yes. He played for Coach Keener, became Coach Keener's um, uh, protege on the bench, was very integral on those last two state championships uh, that, that Kurt won in Michigan before going off to Arizona. He won nine state titles in the state of Michigan. And Ricky Palmer, those last couple state title teams, Kurt was handing the handing the huddle over to Ricky to do the X and O's. Uh, so, you know, Ricky took five years off, 
back in the game right now. He's got those um, those those brother rice warriors playing with a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm, kind of injecting uh, uh, a sense of, of pride back in that program. And I think you know they could be a, a real sleeper in the uh, in the Catholic League Central, which will be really strong this year. Yep. And they're going to get two. Uh, two two difference makers at the break in um, Maynard. Zach Maynard comes over from Rochester Adams, and then Miko Stewart comes over from uh, uh, Country Day. They're one and one. They lost at the buzzer in their first game against Warren Mott, and then beat Wild Lake Central on Saturday for Rick Palmer's first first victory. And John Brantley, their junior guard, is yes. is is really good. Being looked at right now by Ivy League schools, um, four point two grade point average or whatever he has. Something you know, we just got. We just got to build. A, we just got to build a new gym. Yeah, Head right. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah, I'll stand on that. Playing stage. In a, yeah. You're playing in a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I would say the uh, if you're in the Flint area, another game that's going to be great, uh, and another team that's going to be great. If you want a chance to check them out on Tuesday, December 11th, uh, you've got Flint Carmen Ainsworth fourth in the state in Division One. They're going to Davison. Yeah, um, Davison. I just saw Robbie Hatton uh, twice in a week. And I was like, "Wow, man! Hey, buddy, what's going on? You know, um, you know, Davison is a, that's a tough place to play. Yeah. Probably the opposite gym of uh, Brother Rice is huge. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's a I think that that's one of those rivalries where you know Carmen Ainsworth is really going to find out how real they are, right? Especially as they look deeper into this, look deeper into the schedule. I know they got Beecher later on. Yeah, um, the Flesher the brothers, and then uh, Jaden Nunn, and Jaden Nunn, the sophomore, uh, who is really, really good." Yep. We got a great freshman class and a great sophomore class. Yep. So the future is really bright for basketball around here. And let's just hope we keep all these kids in state and we don't yeah. uh, have more of the same and them, uh, you know, busting out for prep school. Yeah, the, December 14th, I'm going to go to the Jackson Ypsilanti game because I want to see Ypsilanti uh, play before uh, they get into the Winter Jam. And then we're also going to have uh, on that Friday one more that I think would be uh, something that people check out, Wayne Memorial, see what they're all about and see if Clarkston can rebound because that game yeah. at Clarkston. Yeah, that's at, that's at Clarkston. And that's the game the, that Clarkson's going to be honoring Dan Fife. Oh, um, I believe I don't want to 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 let the cat out of the bag. Let the cat out of the bag, but I believe they might be naming the court after Dan Fife. Oh, okay, um, makes sense. And uh, make sure I, they put that. Maybe, maybe sure they don't add an e after Dan. <laughs> and I and right yes. And I exactly. talked I talked to Dan too, and and uh, Dan said you know this this might be. The only game I see all year that it's just it's too hard for him to be back there, and he loves it so much. He loved being on the bench so much. He doesn't want to be a uh, you know in you know behind Tim as some type of shadow where people can be coming up to him and 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 be talking about stuff that they should be talking to Tim about. So um, it, it will be weird to be walking in that gym on a regular basis and not see Dan Fife. But should have Dan Fife bobblehead. He'll, he's going to be out visiting his grandkids and and enjoying retirement. But uh, I know I know it, it, it was it was bittersweet to, to step away. So it will be really nice that uh, the whole community can come together, uh, have a game against a really good team in Wayne Memorial. They've been scheduling Wayne Memorial a lot the last handful of years. Mm-hmm. Always having kind of one a good non-conference matchup there, and, and then all kind of come together and honor what what Dan Fife's legacy was, which was just uh, you know class, character, and in championships. Yep. Yep, I'll be this Friday. I'm going to Troy Athens. I want to see Mount Clemens play, and they're at Troy Athens, so that'll be interesting. Uh, and uh, I'll see John Glenn take on Wayne on the uh, 20th. So they got a couple Joe days Moon. That's a great rivalry. That's a great rivalry. Great rivalry. Yeah. Great name, too. Joe yeah. Moon, oh, yeah. Joe Moon Joe the fourth. Moon. Yeah. Exactly, and his senior. You know, And yeah. so that's going to be one of the interesting matchups. We see Mount Clemens and John Glenn at the Winter Jam is a senior you know, doing his thing, and then you've got a, a, a freshman phenom that's, uh, that's coming up, so it's going to be kind of, uh, you know, 
pay your dues, young man. We'll see. Right, right. We'll see. It's hey, going to be great. That's what so it's all about. Lots of great games uh, coming up, and we'll talk about them all season long. Winter or the um, Hang Time podcast, uh, pretty much going to premiere. We're trying to get these out every Thursday, so you got a day to kind of absorb where they go. Uh, even though this one's coming out on Friday, so. Um, but uh, again, gentlemen, thank you. Thanks for being here. I love it, man. We're going to do this each and every week. I'm going cage crazy. Absolutely. Got cage fever. If you've got, yeah, exactly. If you've got uh, anything you want to say, you surely uh, connect with us on social media. And uh, the you best can talk thing about, about basketball compared that. to football, I mean, yeah. obviously you love football, yeah, yeah. but you got to wait. You got to wait a week. You know, yeah. you have your weekend. Then you got for yeah, basketball. No. You got your game week. Tuesday. You can climate, be at a game Thursday, control. Friday, Saturday. Yeah. yeah, climate control. Yes, that is the biggest part <laughs> yeah. about it. Yes, it's always nice inside. <laughs> yep. Yep. No doubt about it. So uh, we're excited. Hoop season is going, and uh, we'll be talking about it all season long right here on Hang Time. We will see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>